today on CityCast Denver. Labor Day weekend is here. We're talking about our favorite places to get away for just one day. Me and producer Paul Caroli and newsletter editor Peyton Garcia have got plenty of recommendations, some light cursing and gossip about our favorite mountain towns, tourist traps, and hidden gems no more than two hours away from Denver. Or in the immortal words of Bob Seger, it's time to get the hell out of Denver and go. Oh, and just a note, we'll be back in your feed Tuesday morning with a brand new episode. Enjoy the long weekend. Today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Does anyone know what each other is doing for these picks? No, okay. I have no idea what you're doing. Okay. I'm Do you know what I'm doing? I have one guess as to one that you might say. I don't know. I guess I don't know what you're okay. doing. Cool. I'm All just right. wondering if we'll pick the same places. We might. I, like, I had an idea of something that you might say, and I had an idea of something you might say. I'm just hosting because I figured I would only have the one that you always and that I, I know. We both love, which is <laughs> Estes Park. Well, let's start there. Tell us about Estes Park. Gosh, I haven't been there in a couple years, though. I just we went up there one summer for Fourth of July on a whim. Couldn't get a hotel room, obviously, because it was like crazy busy so we slept in our car but we watched the fireworks and it was amazing mm-hmm. it's just like a nice town it's hmm. a nice town it's not super expensive you know what i mean yeah estes hasn't gotten there yet which i love i try to go to estes park at least a couple times a summer it's i can't wait to take montgomery there it's so beautiful they have it's a little lake my, yeah one of my favorite places in, in taffy Colorado. You stop at the oh, taffy shop course. every time? Of course. Every single time. I look There's two up candy the shops, I think. Or maybe, no, it's the one big one. Hmm. Have you they been have, in that one? I mean, I know that they have, like, at least three because I stop at all of them. Um, I have, like, very specific stores where I go and get my taffy. Uh, I know the places Na- that have, Name like, them. Name them, What are they? I was like, I can't I remember say, I what the place is up, called that I go to. The there. one that I like the best. I don't best. know the name of the shop. I just know the way the taffy glistens when they're pulling it. And when exactly. they're on the pulling it's, machine. It's the one that it's like, I know it's got like a, it's next door to like the ice cream place. And yeah. they're the ones that have the live taffy pulling That's totally the, the one I go to, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. And it's so interesting because. I think it's called the Old Fashioned Candy Store. It, I think so, and it's <laughs> so they have it pulling in the window. And the thing that's interesting about their taffy shop is they only have a limited amount of flavors because they only work because it's all small batch. So mm-hmm. they only offer like certain flavors, and um, but their but it's their flavors are so good and so unique. It's worth going. And then so I'll go and I'll get whatever flavors they're pushing that yeah. day, and then I'll go to one of the other taffy shops and get all the like traditional flavors. But their taffy is like so soft, you could just like swallow it whole. I love that you have a system for getting the best oh. taffy flavors. I know, I was like, I wow, I have to say I'm not like a connoisseur taffy of rotation. taffy. I love it. And of course they've got all the best like craft ice cream shops there. SS Park is the best. They have craft ice cream shops there. I don't know if they have the best craft ice. Which one? What, what? Okay, no. So they have. Because we got, we got good ice cream here. I'm not going to Estes Park for ice cream. They, okay, you're right. And they have about like one on every single street corner. Mm-hmm. But it's all about the magical experience. It's like Casa Bonita in that way. Oh, it's God. not, it's just everything. I think you could probably <laughs> talk to somebody who would be like, Estes Park is always 
crowded <laughs> and annoying <laughs> but i'm like mm-hmm. it's magical yeah someone from estes park yeah oh my friend thorin's from estes park yeah I'm does sure he, he like the touristy i'm front? sure he hates it but yeah. he's also like an intense introvert mm. so it may just have not worked for him at all i i i should probably recuse myself from the conversation because i i did work on something with the visit estes park tourism <laughs> office but I don't know. Having disclosed that, maybe I could say everybody I met from Estes Park is kind of that way. That like introverted, but like private, living their own rich private life. Yeah, it's, I just don't know what it's like to grow up in a mountain town that has a heavy tourism draw. Every time I go to a mountain town, I'm like, I can't even fathom living living here here. like Mm -hmm. it's so fun for me to go for the day or the weekend but i can't even fathom what that's like growing up there i find myself looking for like the elementary school or the local church like little things that i'm like where where where's the like normal life life i think the place to go the next time i'm up there the uh astronomy observatory Okay, so I didn't know about that until like you had brought it up and i like i said i try to go to ss all the time and i had no idea I would love to do that. Yeah, it's such a beautiful family story, too. Estes is the best because you can go and you start. Here's how you start. You go up early and you hike in Rocky Mountain National Park because it's right there. And you go to town and you have a little bit of brunch and you have some drinks because they've got great little restaurants. They've got a great little pizza joint there. Some of my favorite pizza next to Blue Pan. Um, And then you go and you shop all the time. You're baiting me right now? (laughs) Yeah, I am actually. I looked directly at you. (laughs) And they've just, um, so yeah, then you go and you get the taffy and you get the ice cream. And there's always, if you go in the right time of year, there's always the elk that are bugling in the lawn. I've never heard that. I want to. You've never. I've never heard the elk bugling. Oh my gosh. It's the best. It's the coolest thing in the whole world. That's, I I go intentionally during bugling season just to try and hear the elk because it's so Hmm. cool. I should go this year. And you usually see at least one tourist who's trying to get their face kicked in by approaching the elk. The Stanley. The Stanley. Oh, yeah, yes. the Stanley's at Estes, duh. It's cool. It it's is a cool. legitimately cool tourist destination I, oh, yeah. that so I really lives like, up to it. And they've leaned into they've leaned into the lore in a way that is like like last time I was there there was a Jack Nicholson impersonator wandering around. <laughs> and I was like, this is a rules. good one? Oh yeah. Here's Johnny. He looked just like, I mean, he had sunglasses on, which was like right. crucial. Yeah. But like he, it, it added to it. It was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Okay. I can see where it's one of those things that like, okay, people who come from out of state, horror fans, Stephen King fans, if they're coming for this, they're going to enjoy it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's worth, I mean, it's I, a beautiful I hotel. go, I try, I mean, I stop in, you know, at least whenever I go to Estes and, I've been to Stanley a handful of times, but they've always got fun stuff going on. And now with the post being on their campus, it's kind of cool because you can like get a beer and you can, you're allowed to, since it's part of the hotel campus, you can walk around with your beer. You don't have to wow. stay at the post. Um, and they always have like fun stuff going on, especially like around Halloween um, oh, or New yeah. Year's. I think my friend Jill, she used to do their events there. And because I feel like bands will play. Mm-hmm. In that room, like they have like a cool oh, yeah. ballroom. And murder by play. Death plays frequently. Yeah, That's I was like going to say Murder by band. Death is a band that I think that is pretty they cool. Do, yeah, they do multiple nights there, I think, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, I love when tourist attractions are stuck in time, for yeah. sure. But I also like when they evolve to connect with people in a new way. 
like I think there's something to be said for both of those. Angles. That might be a perfect segue to my first day trip. Okay. If Unless we want to make this the Estes Park show, because no, I have I, more <laughs> and would love to talk about No, I wish that I had been there more recently, or we could do a whole Estes Park show. I know, we could. I love, I clearly love Estes Park, but go ahead, Paul. What's, yeah. what's yours? Um, so you were saying places that have this tension between being stuck in time and trying something new. Leadville, Colorado. Mm. Oh, man. Leadville. Two-hour drive. Have you two? You must have been. You know, I've only ever oh, yeah. like driven through Leadville. I don't think I've ever stopped and spent any proper time. There. I've been in that weird store that Colorado people love that make that clothing that looks like yes. cult wear. Where they firm. don't let you shop. Yeah, Melanzana. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a very yeah. odd place. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's yeah. like, anyway. Um, yes, my old boss and friend, Brad Siegel, has a cabin in Leadville and we used to do like Damn. a family work trip like a work trip up there it was awesome it's cool it is it's a really great it is one of those towns that's like it has the main street mm-hmm. right it has like the my you know the turn Every of the last town. century yep. main street um but I did read I think it was a Jennifer Brown story in the Colorado Sun about how pandemic times really hit them hard in that people started coming mm-hmm. there in droves interesting and it's like fundamentally changing mm-hmm. yeah the I culture and experience of people who've been in leadville for a long time um which was interesting well yeah. i can attest to it. it you can feel it when you're walking up and down that street there are definitely things that are like reflecting and catering to this new interest yeah. and there is some just under the surface a little bit of that like tension. ooh, outsiders i don't know you can feel it yeah because um, i don't know and correct me if i'm wrong because like i said i've never spent time there but it feels like a place that like is not or has not in any way been trying to be a tourist like a touristy mountain town i don't know i don't know about that fully because there's also places that are like that stuck in time classic colorado tourism so, like they know what they are i think they've always had a slight draw like because okay. they spent all that money to re- renovate the uh, Tabor opera house recently mm. Um, my which, old, my old work worked on that project when really? I was in planning. Yeah. It was well, before my time, but, um, they did a lot of community outreach to figure out like, what could we do with this place? What would you like to see? But it's like the thing with those kinds of buildings is they're so expensive oh, to heat, mm-hmm. to maintain. I mean, if we've learned anything from cost, if you think Costa Bonita was a renovation <laughs> <Right>. from <laughs> right. hell, imagine a building that's like a hundred plus years old. That's mm-hmm. twice as big. So I really only just want to recommend one part, and that's the historic train ride. Oh, cool. Which goes from Leadville, it follows tracks back to Denver and is just like the most beautiful two hours. Oh. Um, and like the rest of Leadville, my experience of this was like, uh, it was very corny. They had a, uh, a speaker, a loudspeaker, and some teenager had like a scripted patter for the whole ride out into along the valley um but then on the way back when there was no teen trying to make jokes it was like oh beautiful peaceful so is calm, it two hours great view so you go you drive to leadville uh-huh. you get on the train it uh-huh. drives you to denver and then you ride it back to leadville and then you get in your car and you drive back to <laughs> yes. denver you kind of do a zigzag okay, i guess just yeah. experience. <laughs> i mean i will say a tra- an old train ride in the mountains like that's totally my thing but <laughs> just want to make sure i had the mm-hmm. the full scoop okay
This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. So I thought maybe one of your recs, Brie, would be, and I don't know if this is under two hours, you'll have to tell me, is Frisco? Within a two-hour drive? Yeah, okay. totally. Oh, you've talked about Frisco. Yeah. I just drove through there the other day. It's I've beautiful. never stopped in Frisco. And I drove through there like a few weeks ago. And I was like, this place is so cool. Everything about it made me want to stop. It's really beautiful. If you ever want to stay there, my family's got a condo. Oh, really? Yeah. Especially in the off-season. It's not that busy. <laughs> it was Look a cool-looking place. What's What's good about Frisco? I've never been. There's a lake. Um, oh, I forget. I think I played the disc golf course on that lake once. I was staying with <laughs> Megan's family at, in, at Copper, um, just like on, by the ski slopes. That's the thing is it's by a bunch of ski mm-hmm. slopes. So it's yeah. like a perfect location if you want to go skiing during the day, but you don't want to stay somewhere expensive like Breck. Mm-hmm. It's a little less expensive. Peyton, you were saying, what do you? What else is good about it? What else? Is well, good I've never stayed well, there, but just driving through, like down the main street, they it just looked like they had a lot to do. Like speaking of stuck in time, they just had like a very fun, kitschy mountain town look, and then mm-hmm. there it's was like cute. stuff. There was like a bowling alley, a little old timey movie theater, I think. Oh, that's there cool. was like yeah, it was just like all, just on the side of the road. They had just a bunch of stuff to do. I think I saw a little winery. Um, it just looked like a really fun place that you could spend a whole day. That seems like a great place, too, for the people who, like, because, like, Willie and all his friends and family ski, and I don't. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it seems like a great place where if they were going to go ski, I would still have stuff to do. Like, like I could walk around town and Mm -hmm. be happy for, you know, however many hours they're going to be gone. Yeah. They've got a nice little record store. They've Mm -hmm. got a nice little bookstore. Um, You know, it was a surprisingly good day to do that, Um, which I did the day I, me and my friends went on this skiing trip a few years ago and I, I learned how to ski as a kid, but now as an adult, my fear of heights makes the chairlift so uncomfortable. I can't really enjoy a day of skiing. So I realized this on this trip with my friends. You're afraid from of heights? Co- oh, so horribly. <laughs> you probably hear that all the time. <laughs> no, but I mean, I do think about it. I don't know what to say about it though. Okay, go ahead. It's just, anyway. Um, so yeah, I, 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 this was like the last day I ever skied. I left early and I spent the afternoon alone walking around Aspen. Mm. Aspen, pretty cool city to walk around in for a mm. day while everyone else is skiing. And like, I'm not an Aspen fan. You can't shop there. Everything's too expensive. so expensive. Oh, well, yeah, and it's like, that's kind of fun. The, I kind of around around and like, I felt like every time I went in somewhere, they like gave me one elevator look and they're like, this bitch can't buy anything. And then they gave me like, <laughs> I was like straight up pretty woman and they didn't want me in their story. Big I just, mistake. Yeah. Big. I just felt like, because I've done that so many times. So one time my friend and I did go and our husbands went fishing. Oh yeah. And so we dressed up in our nicest outfits. Um, and all of our jewelry to make it feel like we could go buy stuff. <laughs> did they, did they treat you, you right? Did they, what happened? I Looks mean, like a regular person. Yeah, I just looked like someone in really fancy clothes who still couldn't afford to shop there. 
I'm just not a fan of Aspen. I personally think it's pretentious. I know we have an episode somewhere in our archives where we just kind of rag on Aspen, but oh yeah, because they got that Condé Nast award for like yeah. something. Yeah, um, so can find that. It's actually the Dillon Reservoir that you can oh. boat on. Um, yeah. I what I wanted to say about Frisco is there's this really easy trail. A really easy hike um, at the Rainbow Lake Trailhead that we do. And I'm not a big hiker, so it's, like, beautiful, but it's just enough. Mm -hmm. So if you're, like, someone who's, like, starting to get adventurous, this is a great, it's a great beginning hike for sure. We got a lot of mountain towns so far. Do we have, does Mm. anyone have a... a Eastern Plains pick? No, not Eastern Plains, because I did think about that, but there's really nothing out there. I will say, though, what? I think Fort Collins counts as a day trip. I think it's an hour away from Denver. If you don't spend a lot of time in Fort Collins, it's such a fun little place to get away. The like, It still, I think, has very much a small town vibe to it. Um, they've got awesome breweries there. They've got Horsetooth Reservoir for you to swim in. You can hike up to Horsetooth. Um, I just think it's a really fun place. And we actually had a reader who wrote in and said that that's her go-to oh, yeah. uh, day trip because she likes to go to the, I think it's called the Twin Holidays Drive-In. Oh, and yeah. Like, yeah. One of the only oh, places that like still has that. Drive-in? Yeah. Oh, it's my. so fun. That's who, so cool. Do you have this? Li- who? Yeah, okay. let me pull it up. Pull up that listener's name because I want that person. That person is so right. I also have Fort Collins on my list. I forgot about the drive-in but we used to megan and i used to go up there with her um brother and cousin we would just have the best time staying up late at eating junk food you know <laughs> like running around like getting bored of the movie running around the weird open space it's just the best the best times great memories good um, pick listener yeah so this uh this reader she's written in a few times it's debbie from aurora hi debbie and aurora um and <laughs> debbie from aurora that's how she always signs it we love it debbie. says um the out of town trip we take most often is really an evening trip we head out frequently for the holiday twin drive-in in fort collins just east of horsetooth reservoir they have all the kitschiness of the 50s drive-in but with an amazing snack bar that has decent burgers including a plant-based option and a bar with lots of options including local ipas it's our favorite summer date night and that's sadly almost over um, oh what a great wreck debbie yeah that's like sold yeah, yeah. so worth sold. the drive to go up and do that 100%. i did it all the time in college it's it's very fun oh i'll have to do that that'll be so fun one other thing about fort collins the way i would cap off a day maybe the sun's setting you've had dinner you want to have a little bit of entertainment before you hop in the car pinball jones it's an arcade on in downtown it's in a basement and they have an excellent collection of pinball machines if that's your thing but an even better collection of like antique analog arcade games very cool (gasps) and those are the cheapest ones for some reason so you play you put in a quarter you can play this like fly an airplane that's just like a model clay airplane on a on oh, aluminum stick i love you fly it around I went go to through the hoops. pinball hall of fame Incredible. in las vegas and it had Same vibe. yeah oh. i may or may not have also been on mushrooms and <laughs> every every arcade's cooler on mushrooms. it was the fucking coolest thing we were in there for i believe like you four hours it sounds incredible awesome. no Those my are some great wrecks i have a friend uh my friend kyle is like a pinball wizard he like travels to play pinball I'll have to wow. I, he may he must know about four collins I'll have to oh i'm sure though. That sounds awesome. Do you have anything out on the Eastern Plains, Paul? No, but, well, I have one that this is my cheat. 
this is a this would be a long day to do it as a day trip. But um, uh, Picket Wire Canyon, the best hike I've ever done. Um, never What's heard it called? Picket Wire Canyon. Never heard of it. It's south of La Junta. It's about a three and a half hour drive, oh, even though it doesn't look it on the map because it's mostly dirt road. But what makes it the best hike you've ever done? Can, it's a canyon. So mm. you hike down into the canyon and then you hike along the side and, and there's points of interest. There's a old cool. Spanish mission and graveyard called the Dolores something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then there's um, at the end, the longest stretch of dinosaur tracks in North Whoa. America. I love that. And there, cool. it's just like not developed. There's not really a visitor center. There's a couple of signs, but you can just walk around and like put your hand in these things. That's awesome. Put your foot in these wow. things. Sounds like somewhere that doesn't offer a lot of shade. Is this is a sun hat kind of hike. Definitely a sun hat okay. hike. Um, but because you're on the side, you it's, get some it's not bad. Shade. I recommend going on a cloudy day in the fall. That sounds really fun. I it's would love awesome. it. So how far of a drive is it? What, two and a half hours? Three and a half. If you half. start early, I think you can do it in a day. Out to my, the tracks and back. My cheat was going to be um, Glenwood Springs. Because mm. that's like two and a half, closer to three hours. But I've definitely done day trips there. Growing really? up, we would oh, do it. When I go there, I got to settle in because there are several restaurants I have to go to. Uh-huh. See, that's what I'm interested in. So we would do it as a kid, but we would go and we would just get up really early, go and do like a day in the hot springs. And then they have that like little amusement park up on the mountain. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've never spent any time time like oh you gotta go to the italian underground it's this insane old school italian restaurant oh my god it's like i dream about it it's so good uh juicy lucy's is actually really good too which is like a steakhouse it might be a chain there but Hmm. it's really good um but if you haven't been to glenwood lately they've been doing a ton of renovations Hmm. they have like a lazy river slash water slide thing well they so is that at the old so if you haven't been to the glenwood springs I mean, it's fun. It's especially fun to take like your little kids to or like a family trip. Oh, it's perfect for families. It's massive, massive man-made like swimming pool hot spring, which is fun. But then they open those brand new ones like across the street. There's uh, Iron Mountain. Yes. So Iron Mountain is awesome too. I would say Iron Mountain is more for adults. Yeah. It's got multiple smaller pools of different varying degrees. Um, And they have a really nice like snack bar area. It's like more about chilling. But the the big Glenwood Springs pool is definitely more for kids, and that's where they've done the yeah. renovations. They've added this. That's cool, good to know. They have a whole cool kids area. They've redone the therapy pool. Oh, it was falling apart last yeah. time. Yeah, no, it it's was, gorgeous now. It was I would, like band aids <laughs> floating in oh the boy. hot pool. Yeah, I would definitely um, go back because they've. It's beautiful. And they have those hot caves there too, right? Oh, What's the Yampa. Yeah. Yeah, the underground caves. Have that's what I'm those. interested in is the minerals. I'm it's not cool. into caves. Caves freak me out. It's definitely freaky, but it's awesome if you like steam. Like if you're like, oh boy, that sounds cool. It's yeah, cool. You'd probably really like that, Paul. That sounds like a you thing. It, yeah, it totally. Yeah, does. the Yampa. I can't wait to get out there. Yeah, you can. What I love about the Yampa caves is you can get a massage there and then go into the caves and chill for a while, and then they have like a solarium where mm. you just sit Ooh. in a like in your towel and just chill. It's the best. Yeah. Wow. How long is the drive? Two and a half mm-hmm. hours. That's doable yeah. in a day. Yeah. That's, I'll, okay. That's it is, but like if you're going to relax, you it's also fun. I usually stop if we're passing anywhere through that from like a further mountain trip. Um, like if we when we backpack, like we'll do like seven days of backpacking. There's nothing like stopping at Glenwood. Mm-hmm. 
and getting your dirty, sweaty bodies oh. <laughs> into the hot springs. All right, I think we might have to stop there on the hot springs. Um, I have another Eastern Plains one. This comes from, I sent out a call to some of our, you know, frequent guests. Yeah. Um, one recommendation for a day trip to the Eastern Plains comes from uh, Westward editor and founder Patty Calhoun, frequent oh, yeah. guest. What's uh, Patty like? Patty says, Bri, you're going to love this, Lincoln County, of course. Home oh. of the world's Wonderview Tower, where I was yesterday. It's not open, though, so a generic planes trip. No traffic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a draw. She is so right. Um, and when headed east, Pawnee Grasslands, I also vote for Camp Amachi and the Sand Creek Massacre National mm. Historic Site. Mm, yeah. So those are a couple more yeah. good picks, but... I think we also may have to make a disclosure for Patty as well on the Wonderview Tower, right? She Bri? is part owner of it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, is this her? Yeah, <laughs> it's her project with a couple other people. I'm sure eventually they're gonna reopen it, mm -hmm. but um, I think my friend Kim Shively did a short documentary about it before it was sold because it was like a museum of mm -hmm. a bunch of, you know, it was one of those weird museums full of stuff. I'll have to see if I can find it that showed a little bit of the kinds of things that they had collected there. But if I remember correctly, it's like a lot of those smaller, there's a museum like this in La Junta, which is just like an old building full just of stuff, stuff, weird stuff, farm stuff, formaldehyde, you know, calves and formaldehyde kind of things. I don't know why that's like a staple of those kinds of museums. That's such a Colorado thing to me. It it's is just it? like a weird Colorado old thing? crap. Like, why are we yeah. having this around? I mean, still? definitely drive out east if that's the stuff you're interested there's, in. And no traffic. There's another one in, um, oh, what? It, by the Pawnee Grasslands. I forget the name of the town, but there's another one of these places that has just like old stuff. Yeah. I, Not junk, stuff. Stuff. Yeah, no, because it's like usually like a nice collection of something. It's just like, why do you need like 10 speculums for calf? This is birthing. where you go and you find like the stores where they just like make things out of scrap tin or like big old dusty rug stores. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one more. Colorado Springs. I thought about suggesting that, but I don't really care about Colorado Springs, so I didn't. I, here's my argument for Colorado Springs. Yeah, I want to hear it. Colorado Springs offers the perfect only one day experience. It, perfect is a strong word. Okay. <laughs> perfect for me, maybe, <laughs> because the Olympics Museum they just opened. Oh, jeez. Actually course. pretty great. Actually pretty great. They have two <laughs> out of the three things that I definitely would have wanted to see had I imagined my perfect Olympic because Museum. Paul has oh, yeah. two of the three. Yes, they have a full collection of torches going back to the beginning and a full collection of medals. Um, the designs of both of which have changed quite a bit over time and reflect the host country's culture in some way. Oh, So when you have a full collection presented in chronological order, you can watch both the, like the international like style change. I'm empathizing with Megan right now. Just having to go with you on this trip. This is um, a Paul only trip. Yeah, this is it for Pauls only. Wait, what's the third thing that the museum does not have for you? Pins. Pins. The other famous piece of like clothing or garment that's famously associated with the Olympics is a pin. Like all Olympics have had them is some kind of like uh, a pin, pin you wear on a shirt. Yeah, like a pin you wear on a shirt or like I don't that know. That feels very thumb, Hunger Games. Mm, it does. Um, but this museum is going to get even better because this collection does exist. Robert Cohen, the like big Olympics booster I talked to last summer. Yes. Who led the, 
the campaign to um, try to get him get, get Denver the to host this, host this thing again. Yeah, um, he has a he has a really really big collection. He said he's going to donate it when he dies. Well, for listeners who might be newer, if you don't know, Paul is obsessed with the Olympics. I love yes. So that's a big draw. That's for an him. understatement. I mean, Hayden. I don't like Colorado Springs. Maybe it's because I have a lot of friends who are from there who hate Colorado Springs. Mm. Yeah, um, I got to say the people that are yeah, from there are generally like not boosters of it. Yeah, but I will really? say they've got, of course. Maybe we the, need to call up Alexandra. They've got, oh yeah, Alexandra. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Alexandra. That's where she's from. Um, they've got the incline, right? The Manitou I incline. I would never do that because it seems like a it's stupid su- thing su- to it's do. It's such a call. I have like a cousin who's like a super fitness. Like she's so in shape mm-hmm. and she does stuff like I that. And I'm always blown away. I'm like, if I'm going to walk or work that hard why would i just go upstairs like in the middle of us like i don't then know there's I would no go food. On a is there food at the top no there's nothing there as far as i know i think it's i don't get it but if you're into that there's that um you want to know what's up there what? satisfaction <laughs> not enough for me oh my god Shall I read a couple more of our contributors? Yeah. Maybe we can close Who out else? here. I'm curious. I love that. Jake Shapiro, our sports guy from Denver Fan 104.3, he says, going to Twin Lakes is awesome. Just about two hours, get to go through Colorado's highest town of Leadville, which is a great stop and has a ton of history. Get to jump on top of the Rockies Scenic Byway. Then you end up in the shadow of our tallest mountain, hanging out in our largest natural lake. The area is great in the summer for a dip, in the fall for colors, and in the winter for sports and spring for four-wheeling. Wow. This is reminding me we need to do... Did we do a leaf peeping episode last year? No, but we definitely should. We gotta do a leaf peeping episode. We will. I think so. Just thinking about Jake's beautiful description. I know. That was like... Twin Lakes. I paid... To have him read that on air or something <laughs> if I was. <laughs> um, another contributor, a uh, friend of the show, Westward reporter, Connor McCormick Cavanaugh. He says, this isn't quite a day trip, but if someone wants to take a trip into nature during the day, they should tour the wildlife drive at the Rocky Mountain Arsenal. Lots of bison. Ooh, fun. I, I, I've done that and had a great time. Yeah, I just had a reader write in and tell me I should uh, do something on the arsenal. It's an interesting place. Interesting history and quite beautiful. Go out there, see some black-footed ferrets. How far of a drive is that? Just to the arsenal? I don't know. Like, depends on where you are in the city, really. It's like right there. 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say. I biked there a few weeks back. It's close. It's close. And let's wrap up with another wreck from another friend of the show. Um, Theo Wilson called in. He was on the show earlier this week to talk to me about the new Towing Bill of Rights. And I think he's got a pretty good day trip recommendation. Hey, this is Theo. I would say that if my favorite day trip were to be narrowed down, it's got to be Evergreen Lake. I love Evergreen Lake. It's one of the prettiest spots within a two-hour drive that I can think of. I always see really fun wildlife there. Um, there was even people walking dire wolves or a dog breed that they said was like the dire wolf dog breed, baby elk and all sorts of stuff happening, and the landscape is amazing, breathtaking, kayaking the whole nine. So definitely Evergreen Lake. Peyton and Paul, thanks for joining me to talk about your favorite day trips. I'm glad you guys tackled this because, as you know, I go places to go to malls. So sadly, I was just in Portland and didn't get to go to a mall, but... <laughs> 
This was great. Thanks, Bree. Everyone have a great Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah. It's a long weekend. Have a good weekend, everyone. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Paul Caroli and Aaron O'Toole. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter, and I'm Bree Davies, your host. Our music is by Los Mobachetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, at CityCast Denver, and tell the mayor of Estes Park about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. Bye-bye.